Hello and welcome to the Soccer Coach Weekly Podcast with me, Steph Fairbairn. Thank you for joining us as we get insights and ideas from coaches working across the game to help you develop into the coach you want to be. Now, it's about a month since England women's national team won the Euros on home soil. The historic victory promises to leave a legacy for female football in the country. It's already having a massive impact across all levels of the pyramid. To talk more about that, I'm joined this episode by Lois Daniels, manager of Barnsley Women FC in the fourth tier of women's football in England. Lois, the 26-year-old who transitioned from joint manager to the sole person in charge in May this year, had previously coached at Sheffield FC and Sheffield United. I spoke to her about her take on the Euros, the impact it's had on her players and club, and the opportunities the Lionesses' victory can lead to for females at all levels in the UK. Lois, welcome to the Soccer Coach Weekly podcast. Um, It'd be really great to hear a bit about you and who you are as a coach and your coaching journey. No, thanks for having me, Steph. Um, It's really good to be on. Um, So I'm Lois Daniels. I'm currently the first team manager at Barnes Women FC. Um, I've been coaching now for, this would be my sixth season. I'm 26. A little bit about my playing history. I played grassroots for a number of seasons, um, joining with the boys from the age of seven. And then I went to Man City for five years before progressing to Sheffield FC and then it was there really I I wanted to start coaching Um, so I picked up a little bit of a casual coaching role before being offered something at Sheffield United Um, and that was to lead on the women's development squad under under Warder, Carla Ward and then I was there for just going into my fifth season before I moved to Barnsley and this will be my second season now. We actually had um, our sister title, women's soccer coach, and we had Carla on a couple of weeks ago as well. So good to speak to her. Um, So how does it compare for you, I guess? What's the difference between playing and coaching? How how do the roles compare? Um, I think there's a lot of crossover, but for me, managing more than coaching has always been a real big passion of mine. I think whichever team I was in, really, I was always captain and I don't I don't think that's necessarily anything that I could do on the pitch it was just more that whole leadership and management I really enjoyed um and I always knew from from a young age that I would rather be in management and coaching rather than playing if I'm honest I think when you're a player and you're part of the team um it's it's an unbelievable feeling there's not many things that come close and when you're the manager, you, you kind of take the highs with the lows and it's it's almost a full-time job. Um, but for me, it's just a huge passion of mine and, and we're really lucky that at Barnes and we've got such a good group, such good backing and, and a really good squad. And obviously Barnes is in England, which is the country that just won, won the Euros uh, on home soil as well. How much, obviously for you, someone that's really involved in the women's game, how much did you kind of engage with that and follow that and what did you think of it all? Oh, yeah, it was great. I mean, it's it'll go down in history, that won't it? And credit to them because I think they've they've really done the nation proud. Um, I was actually on holiday for, for pretty much most of the Euros, but me and my partner was pulling up in, in bars to make sure we could watch it. Um, so, and, it was an unbelievable occasion, wasn't it? Not just for women's football, but I think for football in general. 
I think that's a legacy that will be left for years to come now. So I kind of want to talk, I suppose, a bit more about the legacy um, or the impact that it's had as well. Like, first point maybe was, had, for your players, has it been like a point of conversation? Have have you seen it have a bit of an impact on them? Has it inspired them? Has, yeah, has any of that happened? I think for my players in the first team, it's definitely been a big talking point. Um, and we've spoke about... The, the watching the football there's been went like when I was watching it on holiday there was so many more in the bars and pubs watching it I think because the standard of football has just progressed so much in the women's game and I, within our team the players they've, they've talked about it on the coach away games talked about it training and we even had one player reenact the, um, the the celebration the Chloe Kelly celebration at training last week Um but I think in general with the whole club, you can see the young girls coming to training and with that extra little oomph and, and pride in the step because they're getting a little bit more recognition and recognise what they're doing. And as you know, we've probably, as you probably know, we've just received our ETC status at Barnsley. So that's a massive step for our club. And I think the legacy and the impact that the women have just created for us is, is going to be huge. I was going to say as well that, I suppose at the younger age groups, but also in terms of fans and interest from um people, you know, in the area. Have you seen a bit of an, an increase in that or people maybe want to get involved with the club? Has has any of that happened? Yeah, definitely. I th- I think, you know, people like podcasts and radios, we've we've had a lot of people interested in terms of talking to the coaching team and the players about the impact of the Euros. Um, we've been having radio shows wanting to come down to the game just to get some um, coverage of the game on their radio show and things like that. And it's fantastic. You know, it's fantastic experience for all the girls and just to get that little bit more um, recognition for, for what they're doing, not just us, but everybody in fourth, fifth and, and third tier. Um, and I think in general, like I've never really personally had males while we're, we're out and we're in the kit come up to me and say oh have you watched the Euros and that's been happening more than ever recently and like I said before there's never been more comments about the quality of the women's game and the standard of the women's game. And for you as a manager is that something that you're now having to think about like how you help your players with kind of added attention or, or added focus how they might deal with that is that something you're thinking about? I think at our level, it's probably not. Um, the, the level above, I know I know they do things like that. At our level, it's more making sure that our girls are recognised and that when they are recognised, that they understand, you know, the importance of, of making sure they attend things like player appearances with the age groups, attending things on the radio shows and things like that and just really representing Barnsley women well, I think. What about as well? Because there'll be a lot of... Um grassroots coaches I think listening to this hopefully there'll be some coaches in similar positions to yours as as managers and coaches what can we take from the Euros and kind of build into our cultures and our sessions what what positive stuff can we kind of try and bring through I, I've actually had this conversation um, a couple of weeks ago and I think the two biggest factors for me away from you know the standard of football which is probably the biggest one the other two are the passion and the teamwork. And I think the passion you could see from all the way down from the manager to, to the last player in the squad who didn't get a minute, um, the passion was there every single minute of, of the game. Not just that, but the teamwork and the ethic and the culture around the squad. 
was, I think, every manager's dream. Um, the togetherness that she's built into that squad is is resounding. I think it's every manager's dream to have that kind of culture within the squad. And you spoke about a bit as well, I, I suppose, it putting a bit of spring in particularly the youngest players' step or giving them something to aim for. And I suppose the structure of of women's football in England, they're not picking at the minute, they're not picking from a massive pool of players to go into that England team. They're picking from WSL, they're picking from a few, you know, clubs in top level in Spain, top level in France. Do you think, first of all, are you saying to your players, look, there's opportunities here if you actually work hard to kind of hit that level? And do you think now we need to be making sure we support strengthening strengthening those pathways, strengthening that pyramid so actually that that feed up um, and like you say, that the standard just keeps rising across the pyramid. Yeah, 100%. I know there's um, a strategy in place from the FAWNL for the third, fourth and fifth tier to all receive more funding, more recognition and all those things. I think that'll only help positively towards what you're talking about. Um, I think as well, as I touched upon before, the ETCs coming in the Emerging Talent Centres, they're going to create an even bigger pool in target areas to ensure we can create the next Lioness for in five years and the next 10, 15 years as well. And what about for you? I didn't realise you were 26. I think that's, um, yeah, mm. pretty incredible. And there's probably a lot of people looking at you and obviously thinking you're setting an example. Um, do you get that a lot? And also, yeah, how, how does that feel if you, if you do get that? Not really. The, the only question I get asked really is why have you boots up? But... Um, I think when I was at Chef, I was the recognised as the youngest manager in the league. So it was kind of then when it became a thing, really. But going back to Wardy, I think it, I've got a lot of respect for her, having trusted me at that time to be able to put me on that platform. And now at Barnsley, I don't, you know, I don't think that my age really comes into it. I know I've got a lack of experience, um, but I think I make up for it in my passion and my commitment. Um, and... Since Chef, really, I've been used to coaching and managing players that are older than me. And I suppose it's just a test of character, really, isn't it? But I think to me, it was just, why would I waste more time playing football when I knew that my passion was with management and was with coaching? And do you think that's important as well, that we show girls that are coming into the game? Because obviously not every girl's going to make it to a level where they can play professionally there are all these other options that you can work towards, whether it is management, whether it is on the S&C side, and we kind of build up those roles even further. Yeah, definitely. Um, we, we're trying to implement something at Barnes for the, for the injured girls where they're not just sat with the physio or sat on the sideline, they're actually becoming part of the, not the staffing team, but more, just more um, vigilant on the sideline and we might get them to analyse a player or we might get them to give the thoughts and feedback on a specific coaching topic or coaching session and just gives them, like you say, greater awareness of all the different roles within football and that not all players are going to make it to tier one, two as a, as a footballer, but there is certainly other roles that you can look into as well. So let's chat a little bit more about, about Barnsley. What's, uh, what, what did pre-season look like for you and I suppose what... A lot of people are probably coming to the end of their pre-seasons, but for you as a manager, what, what do you hope to get out of pre-season and how do you go about doing that? Uh, so our pre-season ended last Thursday and we had our first league game on Sunday. So it was an eight-week intense block, if I'm honest. Um, we had some changes to the staffing. I obviously come in as sole manager. 
Um, and we've had lots of additions to the staffing team and genuinely couldn't be happy with where the staffing team's at at the minute. Um, and I think that allows us to embed a culture and an environment that we wanted to create with the players. So it was important that we did that. And the players that we kept, we, we kept 95% of all existing players. And then we've brought in seven players as well to add to that squad and give us some strength and depth. And I spoke to the girls about this last week, just before the season, but the place we're at because of the competitive pre-season we have, we're really happy with. Um, the squad have put absolutely everything into pre-season, not just on the pitch and in the gym, but in their own time as well. And I think that's really important. And the togetherness and the culture that the girls have been able to create around the environment is is second to none. And I think it's put us in really good stead going into the season. And that showed, was it a 4-0 win, your opening game? Yeah. It was, is, yeah. Yeah, brilliant result. Um, I suppose looking at that, how did you feel in terms of how the players were translating the kind of vision and, and what you've worked on? What what did that look like as the first game of the season? Yeah, I think for us, the biggest emphasis was on our shape out of possession without the ball. Um, how, how do we make sure that we protect our foundation and protect our clean sheet? And the girls did that to a really good degree. Um, I think the most pleasing thing from Sunday was the belief and character that the girls shown in themselves and shown in our group because it's it's definitely only hurdle one of 22 in the league, but it's a really good key indicator to show us where we can be and where we're at at the minute. Um, and I think the culture and environment and the passion on Sunday, if we can take that with us throughout the season, I know there'll be peaks and I know there'll be troughs, but if we can try and be as consistent as we aim to be, then I think we're in for, for a good season. Carla mentioned actually as well, peaks and troughs, and she said, one of the things she goes by is not trying, not getting too high in the highs, not getting too low in the lows. Is that is that something you buy into? And you've got, have you got any tips for coaches on, um, I suppose, managing their emotions? Yeah, it's something I picked up from Wally. That, to be honest, is is not getting too high and not getting too low. And I think as a coach or as a manager, how you present yourself, the girls see. Um, so when we win four 0 on Sunday, I was happy for the girls, but. I also reminded them that we're back in on training on Tuesday for a tough game this weekend. And I think it's really important, you know, because if we were to get beat 4-0 on Sunday, then I can't be the same crying and sitting in the corner because the girls will see that as well. So I think, you know, again, having that openness as a manager to, to be open and honest, but also just, just keeping level peg, whether you get beat, whether you win, whether you draw, it's, it's, it is peaks and troughs in management and coaching and, it's important that we're all on board and together with that. So final question then, in terms of you and, and your future and, you know, hopefully with the women's game continuing to grow, that means opportunities all across the board. Where do where do you kind of want to go? Or um, some people hate that question. They're like, I don't like to look that far ahead. So you might hate it too. I don't know. But what's what's your plan or what, what are your goals going forward? Uh, my, my goal currently is, is to get Barnsley to where they should be. Um, the fantastic club who's got so much backing and, and put everything into our team. So at the minute, that is my goal. And, and to be honest, right now, I can't see me being anywhere else other than Barnsley. And hopefully we'll be able to see them through, not just to the next league, but to the league above as well. And we, we've got a long-term plan and an agenda of where we want to go and where we want to be. And um, I think that's where my future's at at the minute. That was the voice of Lois Daniels. 
Thanks to Lois for her time and insight, and thanks to you for listening to the Soccer Coach Weekly podcast. For more from us, join us again next time or visit soccercoachweekly.net for practice plans, advice, interviews, and much more. I'm Steph Fairbairn. See you again soon. Thank you.